With a jackknifing movement at once efficient and graceful, he was back on his feet, those feet moving immediately. He flashed across the open street, barely splashing the puddles. His coat was long, too warm for the sticky air, but it was laced with the camo fibers that sent heat-seek systems into convulsions by spiking temperature outputs into extreme ranges, convincing those programs that they were misreading. An uncustomized cyst would automatically shut down, restart, give him, the target, a chance to escape. But his hunter had fired blind, or near enough, once already. As Nickerson streaked across the vacant lanes, heading for the foot of the monolithic tower there, another salvo of phosphorus made ugly patches of daylight overhead and skittered deadly steel across the nighttime urban plain. The fire distribution seemed no more organized than before, but a lucky shot would still be a lucky shot. Nickerson wouldn't even think himself cheated if he stopped a round or two. Indeed, it was quite impressive that he'd evaded his death so far tonight, and he had to assume that that was what was intended here. His death, not his capture. An instinctive impulse, bright and instantaneous, lit somewhere inside him. A jerk of muscles he was barely aware were being called on got his head to snap a few scant centimeters to the right. In the next instant, a hot whiteness had passed over his left shoulder, before his overstimulated heart could squeeze half a beat. A shell rang on the pavement nine meters ahead, and a flying speck of gravel gouged his cheek. But he never broke his lithe, leg-pumping stride. There was some traffic above, black ovals against the sickly sky, but no police lights lit, no sirens yelled. A gunfight on the street below just wouldn't call that much attention. A social order existed on the city's street level, and if Irbys wanted to kill each other, no one was going to make any great efforts to prevent them from doing so. Let them Darwin it out, went the thinking of those on this planet who controlled the money and power. Corrupt governments and merciless corporate entities worked well together as, historically, they always had. Those reflexive, cynical thoughts barely flickered through Nickerson's consciousness, so ingrained were they. This wasn't a philosophy he'd picked up on his exotic journeying to various off-planet locales, after all. No, he'd thought like this when he was growing up in the city, where just about every day was a scrabble, a scrap, and a scrape. Irby's knew what they were. But Nickerson still had the street's pulse. He didn't feel like an alien as he ran toward the tower's base. His chip warmed his right palm as he activated it with a micromuscular twitch. He passed under the looming structure's outer overhang, out of the uneven phosphorus glare, and the shadowed darkness fell like an axe. Again, he was grateful. Here, on this sheltered fringe, there were only the ground-level service lights, markers for the various entrances to the commercial or residential reaches of the Great Black Spire, which was one of hundreds in this particular city cluster. His hand opened outward, and his chip faced with the sentry program, the neutral liquid display on the metaplastic slab door blinked to streaming static. Steel sleet. No access. Nickerson still hadn't broken stride, was flitting past in the same eye blink that the entry revealed it was barred to him. He hadn't expected it to admit him, or to lock him out. Hadn't expected anything in truth. His planning hadn't taken him that far, which was the proper combat mode. You didn't act on conditions until you were in them. Right now, 
he was attempting to shake off this current situation, which had him fleeing his hunter with the phosphorus weapon. That was plenty to keep him occupied without adding speculations about the immediate future. The tower base was lined with similarly lit entrance alcoves, stretching off into the distance. Inside this mighty black spire were any number of places he could hide, mazes where he could lose just about any pursuer. But he had to gain access first. He was sprinting beneath the overhang, hand out, open, catching each sentry's interface as he passed. Those plastic doors were virtually medieval in their size, durability, and function. They were meant to hold off outward encroachment, whatever form it took.